good evening everyone welcome to the second episode of my podcast expo narcos 52 and i know the last episode that i did probably i probably sounded a little rough i don't know (laughs) um when i went back and listened to it um to me it sounded like i probably sounded just a little bit rough you know i could have been a little bit stuff around the edges but anyway this episode i want to talk about the different types of narcissists that are out there um i know people are like what there's different types yes there there are definitely different types um but the first type that i want to talk about is the over um, narcissist okay these people they're extroverted they're aggressive You know, they have a grandiose way of thinking, and they pretty much seek out attention everywhere they go, okay? They can't help themselves. They have to seek out attention no matter where they are. Um, They come off as very charming when you first meet them, Um, and because they're so charming, you know, in their eyes, they feel like they they should receive special treatment from people. So automatically they think they're special so whoever they come in contact with they're expecting special treatment um perfect example um they'll drive through a drive-thru to get food and they'll get to the window and they'll call themselves trying to be nice to the person at the window and they'll say something like oh well do you think you could throw some extra fries in there or an extra piece of chicken this is their way of trying to be charming and flirt or you know however you want to call it and usually nine times out of ten they usually get that extra piece of chicken or extra fries or whatever it is that they're asking for but these types of nar- this this type of narcissist uh they search for vulnerability in people you know um once they find a person that's very vulnerable they usually turn around and use that against that person and this causes the person that they use it against to be very you know caught off guard because they're not expecting you know this to happen to them or you know this person to turn on them like that um these type of narcissists are also very competitive, okay? They're willing to compete, you know, even with their own partner, the person that they're supposed to be in a relationship with, the person that they're supposed to maybe be building with or um, getting married to, because, you know, it can be like a fiancé type thing, you know, engagement. But these people are very competitive. Um, perfect example would be if, you know, you were to go and trade in your vehicle, and they'll come to you and they'll say something like, oh, well, why did you trade in your vehicle to get that? You know, that's like a downgrade. And you're like, well, I really wanted that vehicle, so that's why I got it. And they're like, okay, right? But yet they're supposed to be um, being happy for you, right? Because that's your spouse and you just got a new vehicle and you're thinking that they're going to be happy for you. But they're really not, you know, it's just because they're jealous. But then let's just say a month goes by. And all of a sudden, they go and they trade their vehicle in, okay? And they do this unexpectedly because they haven't mentioned nothing to you about it. It's something that they just did very out the blue. And you say to them, oh, well, I'm surprised you traded your vehicle in. And they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I you know, I thought about it and I felt like I should, I should get a new vehicle. 
but all along it's just them being so competitive with you that they, they couldn't help themselves. They had to go trade in their vehicle because you traded in your vehicle. It's, it's so crazy dealing with these type of narcissistic people. Um, not only do they try to compete with you, but they would they will literally embarrass you in front of your friends, your family, their friends, their family. They don't care where you guys are at. They will humiliate you and embarrass you just to make themselves feel good. You know, just to make, <laughs> just to boost their ego. You know, to them, embarrassing you in public makes them feel good about themselves. Why? I have no idea. That's just how those type of narcissistic people operate. Okay. Um, then you have the covert narcissists. Okay. These type of people are very passive aggressive. They use emotional manipulation to get what they want. You know, they'll deprive you of any physical and emotional needs that, you know, you try to get from them until they get what they want from you. So they'll withhold sex. They'll withhold finances from you. Um, they'll, they'll even give you the silent treatment. You know, they'll, they'll even sit there and belittle you just to make themselves feel better. Okay, and they're very good at masking this type of manipulative behavior so that their, you know, co-workers or managers or supervisors or bosses that they work with don't know how they really are or or people that you guys live around, you know, neighbors, they'll put on a mask for the neighbors because they don't want them to see this manipulative behavior because then they won't like them. They, they won't like the true authentic person that's under the mask. So. Of course, that's why they keep the mask on. So, with the mask being on, they're able to get away with, you know, a lot of things, you know, because, you know, nine times out of ten, their close friends and family know exactly who they are under the mask, okay? <laughs> There's no way that they couldn't possibly know. I mean, some may play dumb as if they don't know or they didn't know, but nine times out of 10, they know exactly who's under the mask, okay? And they use this manipulation to get what they want from people by seducing them, charming them, telling them what they want to hear. It's all, it's all about manipulation with this type of narcissist, which is a covert type, okay? So we've covered the overt type and we've covered the covert type. So now we can talk about another type of narcissist, which is the grandiose narcissist, which I think <laughs> most people know about this one, okay? Um, they see themselves as being more important than anyone else. You know, they brag about their accomplishments and they try to get people to envy them because of what they've accomplished in life or you know uh, what type of job they have or what type of car they drive they just love for people to be jealous and envious of them you know it boosts their ego um and they have that type of you know arrogance that is all about them no matter what you know that that's just their personality that's just how they operate you know everything revolves around them there's nothing that you can say to them that will make them feel you know little or anything like that because their thought process is that you know they're above everyone else so I know people know 
about the, that type of narcissist because there's so many of those floating around, um, you know, on a daily basis. I mean, coworkers, I mean, neighbors, I mean, uh, family, I mean, they're everywhere. Um, okay, so we can talk about this type of narcissist, but I just, before I start talking about this type of narcissist, I just want people to know that I'm not picking on men per se, as far as saying, oh, you know, all men are narcissistic. No. What I'm saying is that anyone can be narcissistic in your life. You know, like I said before in the first episode, you know, your mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, friend. I mean, it could be anyone. But their most narcissistic people typically are men. I mean, that I've come encounter with. You know, there's one type of narcissist, which is the vulnerable narcissist those type of narcissists tend to be females okay so we can relate to that because those type of narcissists usually are our mom our sister um a close cousin a close friend it could be a boss a co-worker because the vulnerable narcissists you know they they play victim okay to seek out attention and pity from people and usually and i hate to say it usually that's something that women do sometimes not all women but some women tend to play victim to gain pity from others i've seen it with my own eyes so that's why i'm going to speak on it but um not only do they you know play victim and try to seek out pity and you know attention but they are very, very manipulative, okay? They will say things to guilt trip you into doing things for them or, or you know, being there for them when you probably have decided that you want to wipe your hands of the situation. That's just how they are. They're very manipulative. They play victim, and that's just what a vulnerable narcissist is. So nine times out of ten, like I said, it's mostly females and you might know someone in your life, a mom, a sister, a cousin, a close friend, a co-worker, um, a female. I, I haven't met a vulnerable narcissist that was a man. That's all I know. Okay. So the last type of narcissist that I want to talk about is the most <laughs> dangerous type of narcissist. Okay. Um, wow. Mm. This is the malignant type. Okay, malignant. I know it sounds weird, but this is the most dangerous type of narcissist. Okay, they, this is these type of narcissists usually have the personality disorder, right? And it's really like a course between the narcissistic personality disorder and what psychiatrists call antisocial disorder. Okay, me personally, I know the person that I was in a relationship with had narcissistic personality disorder. Whether they had antisocial disorder, I can't really say because I didn't really see the traits of that disorder per se. Um, This basically means that this person has no, okay, no ability to feel empathy whatsoever, okay? This is what you call or what, you know, some psychiatrists or psychologists call um, sociopaths or psychopaths because they just don't have any type of feelings or emotions for people, okay? They are sadistic, and they tend to 
dehumanize everyone around them. No matter where they go, no matter where they are, they just tend to dehumanize people, okay? Um, As a matter of fact, um, some psychiatrists and psychologists um, that has done research over the years um, on different um, people, you know, in the world, um, they did some research on um, Adolf Hitler and they said that he was a malignant narcissist. So if you think about him being a malignant narcissist, then just imagine, you know, um, a person that you're dealing with being a narcissist, okay? A malignant narcissist, which is very dangerous, okay? And I'm going to be honest with you. If you think that you're dating one right now or married to one or you know one that's close to you, you may need to, like, you know, basically wash your hands, you know, of the situation, okay? Because these people will hurt you physically, emotionally, financially, sexually, and they will not bat an eyelash or have any remorse for what they have done to you. I mean, they'll literally look you dead in your face and tell you, well, what do you want me to do? When you sit up there and you try to express your feelings and try to express to them how they've hurt you. This is why I say that this is the most dangerous type of narcissist because this is this is the narcissist that has the actual personality disorder, which means that they don't just have the traits of a narcissist, but they actually possess the whole shebang that comes along with it, right? And their ability not to feel any empathy for anyone, that is that is the most terrible part of it all. Because how can you not feel empathy for someone that may be going through something? You know, whether it's grief, whether it's just childhood tribulations or, you know, just mental issues. How can you not have empathy for, for someone? You know, and I seen firsthand how easy it was for someone not to have empathy. You know, when I went through the grief of losing my parents, I didn't get any type of empathy from the person that I was with. It was just like, it was just a shrug of the shoulder for them. You know, why? Because they couldn't put themselves in my shoes. So with that being said, how could they have empathy for me if they couldn't place themselves in my shoes? The only thing they could do is just sit up there and just watch me cry, watch me vent about how much I miss my parents. But they can never really offer me, you know, any type of support because they lack empathy. So I say this to say, you know, once you know what type of narcissist that you're dealing with, whether it's a covert, a overt, a malignant, or a vulnerable narcissist just know that there's always a way that you can cut a narcissist off you know most of the times like I said it's you just basically going no contact with them cutting them out your life and just basically moving on with your life not even thinking twice about it but sometimes we don't have that luxury sometimes we have to stay in contact with these narcissists you know perfect example is is me you know, I'm dealing with a person that has narcissistic personality disorder, and I have two kids with this person. And I'm trying my best to try to be the bigger person and do the right thing when it comes to co-parenting. 
but it's really, really tough co-parenting with a narcissistic individual, period. So it's going to take a lot of time and effort on my part in order to figure out a better way to co-parent with this person because right now I'm in a no contact, you know, stage. So it's really tough, but I'm glad you guys tuned in. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. And if you have any questions and you would like to ask me something pertaining to narcissism, um, I'm available to answer questions. Um, I think I'm well-versed on the topic, on the subject. I know a lot about it. Um, My email is exponarcos1252 at gmail.com. And you guys can send in questions or feedback or whatever you guys want to send through the email. And I'll answer whatever questions that you have. Um, And I'll be looking forward to uploading um, episode three sometime in the coming days. Um, And thank you for listening. Bye.